Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Awaken the Possibilities. I'm your host, Terry Wildeman, and as you know, I'm the owner of Intuitive Leadership and soon-to-evolve Intuitive Leadership University, where we help practical business mystics evolve into unstoppable, intuitive, and resilient leaders. I have a great guest today, and you know I only bring you great guests, and she is Dr. Sherry Rosenthal. This woman is spectacular and her story is so, so key to what is happening during these challenging times. So if you're thinking of changing careers and you're not sure if, should, could have, blah, 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 all that goofy stuff going on in your head, let me tell you that Sherry's story is going to really help you Take the first steps to going, marching, leaping into the changes that you are meant to make in your life. I guarantee it because this woman is a flaming rock star. So she is known as one of the most sought after retreat strategists and she is an amazing uh, teacher when it comes to retreats. I know I'm one of her students and she is the owner of Journeys of the Spirit Travel, a boutique agency specializing in the planning and management of group travel. Through her Wonderlust entrepreneur community and her signature course, signature course, the Retreat Blueprint Program, the Retreat blueprint program. She has taught thousands of facilitators how to design exceptional experiential retreats that allow them to stand out in their niche. She loves helping clients plan, fill, and profit from transformational retreats that change lives in a huge way while adding serious income to their bottom line. And what I will tell you is that these retreats, folks, can be done locally and internationally once we get traveling again. And virtually. And virtually, and virtually, which is where I'm shifting now. I'm taking my retreats virtually. So welcome, Dr. Sherry Rosenthal, to the Awaken the Possibilities podcast. I am thrilled, my dear, to have you here. You Terry, so you know how excited I am and how thrilled I am to be with you. So we've got lots of stuff to share with there everybody today. So yeah, let's we go do. for it. We do. Okay, so Sherry. You are a doctor, a doctor. Can you talk with us about your medical background for a moment, please? Sure. So I practiced medicine for 18 years and I actually ran a surgical residency program where I trained people to do surgery and I actually never wanted to be a physician. I was a good physician. I think I'd probably be good at anything I did. And I, and I do like helping people. I'm a helperpreneur, but um, this was more of what my parents wanted for me than what I wanted for me. So I had tried actually three times to leave medicine. And finally, the third time was the charm, as they say. And uh, I left not knowing at all what I was going to do. And I saw a, an, an advertisement, you could say, from Don Miguel Ruiz, who wrote The Four Agreements, which you're very familiar with. And I went on a retreat. 
never had gone on a retreat before, didn't know anything about retreats. And that first retreat totally changed my life. Nice. And it changed the entire direction of my life. But it was that leap of faith that opened up the door to something more. I had already put my practice up for sale and without knowing what I was going to do. So, so I'm curious, Sherry, because people are hearing that you put your practice up for sale. People are hearing that you, uh, three times and third time was the charm that you were able to finally jump out of medicine. Can you share, you know, if you're comfortable, share some of the emotional garbage that was going on in your head about should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, you know, you know that drill that so many of us have when it comes time to doing something different, especially in a situation where your parents want something different for you than what you do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So here's the thing. My parents really benefited from me being a physician because everyone knew they were my parents and they got treated well no matter where they went. And uh, Florida, where we live in St. Pete, is a pretty small community. So people thought I was crazy to leave. But here's the thing. I got to a point in my life that I was so unhappy. I'd gone through two divorces. I was Mm -hmm. dating somebody new. I could see it was going downhill in a direction that it just wasn't good. And I was like, is this going to be my life? I don't really like what I'm doing every day. My relationships are not working out. You know, I I never really had a great relationship with my mom, so that wasn't good. Everything seemed to suck in my life, yet I had so much. So I felt very guilty because I had a, a great, I had a nice car, I had a nice home, I had great friends, I had food on the table. Like I wasn't wanting for anything, yet I was unhappy all of the time. And that's where the guilt came in because I was like, well, I have so much. And I, sh- I should feel thankful, but instead I was unhappy all of the time. So that was a lot of it. And of course, my parents felt like if I left medicine, I had no other skills. So I'd become a bag person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I was like, my, did you bring me up better than that? Uh, like, Anyway, so there was a lot, there was a lot of challenging internal dialogue going on. I didn't know you know, I knew I was going to become a bad person, but what was I going to do? Because Mm. I didn't want to go into an entire new career that I needed to go back for like years and years of college, because at this point in time, I, you know, I was kind of done with that. And so I had no idea what direction I was going to go. Luckily for me, because I sold my practice, I had income coming in from the sale, which gave me space to be able to say, okay, I don't have to make a decision right now, but I'm going to eventually soon because the money is going to run out and I have to do something. What was it though? I'm going to like to take a step back. Sure. What was the final straw that put you over the edge to leave medicine? Well, I actually had a really interesting practice and I, I 
really connected with my patients. That's what built my practice so fast in St. Pete. Uh, and many of my older patients, I would just tell them how I felt about things. And we'd chat while I was working on them or whatever. And all of them said the same thing, especially my really old patients. They would always say, Sherry, I would not want to, they used to call me Dr. Sherry. I, we don't want to lose you, but if you feel called to do something else, do it because you don't want to get to my age and not have lived your dreams. And I would just hear their regrets. You know, they would often say, I wished I would have done this, or I wish I would have done this, but I didn't have the opportunity. You do. Go and follow your dreams. So it was really more my patience that kind of gave me that push to follow my heart. What a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, was there one patient specifically that finally tipped you over? No, no, no. It's just it's all of them together. Yeah, it's just a combination of things and just realizing that I was being insane because I was just doing the same thing over and over again, hoping for a different outcome. And there was ah. not going to be a different outcome because I was just doing the same thing. Nothing was changing in my life, really. Got it. Got it. So you sold the practice. You yes. followed your heart. You listened to those amazing people. Mm -hmm. Your parents, how happy were they or unhappy? <laughs> oh, my sister didn't talk to me for a year. She thought wow. I was crazy as a loon. Yeah. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, it be, I know it became really clear after that first retreat with Miguel. So what happened was I put my practice up for sale in November. The trip with Miguel was in April. It's very rare to sell a practice immediately. My practice sold basically in a month. So I wow. knew it was meant to be. And then I just, during my April break, when I normally would close the office for like Easter, Passover time, uh, I went on that retreat. And that retreat I, I knew what I needed to do, which was... Would you give us a little detail on the retreat and who it was with? Because this is so cool. <laughs> I know. It was with Don Miguel Ruiz, as I said, who wrote the four agreements. And what happened on that retreat, Terry, was basically this. The retreat didn't change my life per se. It made me realize that there was nothing external to me that was the issue in my life. The issue in my life was me and my thinking and the way I was choosing to see my life and structure my life. And so what I recognized at the end of the retreat is that I need to spend time working on me so that I just take everything down and rebuild my life from scratch so that it was what I wanted, not what I think society should have me doing or my parents or my sister or anyone else for that matter but just to look within and see why are my relationships failing you know why am i unhappy and take responsibility for that and so i ended up studying for eight years with don miguel and running his business for two years because 
once I was working with him for a while, his business manager left and he needed somebody new. So then I was running all his workshops and retreats and that's how I ended up learning the business. And being around him and working for him for two years, I just cried for two years because he kept reflecting back to me the way that I was thinking about things. And it was so upsetting to see like, you know, you realize that you're a victim of your own life, even though you don't think you're a victim, you, you kind of are. And yeah. the taking responsibility for that was challenging and coming out of that um, allowed me to open the travel agency and start teaching also the four agreements. I ended up writing a few books and I did that for 10 years until I reinvented myself again. And so what I learned is that nothing is permanent, right? Because we're always in that process of evolution yes. and to allow myself the space to keep reinventing myself as needed and that it's okay. And I don't have to answer to anyone about that. So Sherry, I'd like to ask, you know, we often talk about reinventing ourselves. I talk about my evolution and, and you know, from my twenties to now and, one of the things I always share though, even though we talk about we are reinventing, all of our skill sets still come through for us mm -hmm. in each transformational stage of our lives, does it yes. not? Absolutely. I always like to say you have to take all that you are and put it in all that you do. And it's very interesting to see even in this business now, which is new from 2014, Wanderlust Entrepreneur, that it's really using all of my skill sets, even my medical skills. It's exactly. Everything, my four agreements background, my medical background, it, everything from what I learned from Miguel. And it all comes together and it's very fulfilling when that happens. And, and oftentimes we can't figure out how to take all of these different parts and make it into something that is in a unique expression of ourselves. But really, if we take the time and go within, the answers are always there. Absolutely. One of the things that you said uh, that I want to roll back to a little bit sure. was that Don Miguel, every day you were crying because he was reflecting back who you are feedback can be challenging and we can be very very resistant to the things that are right here i know for myself in 1992 <laughs> when i read my first disc profile and the audience has heard this story a few times i'm reading the report and going that's not me that's not me that's not me and, no way that is not me and two weeks later i went back and read it and I went, oh i did that and i did that and i did that and i'll tell you it was a real smack in the face yeah mm -hmm. and you know what about that resistance piece what what do you think we need to get rid of or at least release and let go of the reins to, in order to be able to take the feedback, or what did you at least need to do to take the feedback that Don Miguel was giving you? Because that constant feedback can be wearing. Oh, it was wearing. <laughs> it was wearing. Um, you know, no one likes to feel like they're wrong. And he wasn't trying to make me right or wrong, but simply show me where 
I was stopping myself from being happy in life by holding on to things that were no longer serving me. And it is really challenging. A resistance is one of the best ways the ego mind has to continue to keep the current structure in place. So it's, it's really, a, you know, a process of dying to yourself, so to speak, and let all of that go so that yeah. the real you, you know, can come through. So it, it, it's challenging. You have to first have awareness that there is an issue before you can want to change it. So when you start seeing that things are not I, I was, I recognized that things were not working for me, yet I kept defending my right to be yeah. the same way. And so that's the insanity that Miguel kept reflecting and from big things to the teeniest little things. That, wow. You know, and how much it of it can you look back on and say, this is how I was brought up? <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, it's just a for me, the ego mind is just a program. So when I hear my internal dialogue, often now I'll just say, thank you for sharing. Um, but I choose to do something different because nice. the, the programming is still there. It's not like you can erase sections of your brain unless you want to take an ice pick to your frontal lobe. And that's not really a good idea from a medical yeah. perspective. So you have to understand that you're not your mind, but you have a mind. And it, all because it talks to you doesn't mean you have to listen any more than if some, you were walking down the street and someone was talking at you and you ignored them. It's the same thing. If something you're hearing is not helpful or healthy or uplifting to you, why should you listen or even take that advice and follow through on it? Well, I love where you took yourself and how you allowed because it is an allowing thing mm -hmm. you get to give you the feedback and you took it even though it was hard that that is really yeah. cool and and i'm and i'm picking on that piece because it's important that people realize that when we let go of our resistance to things things begin to fall in our lap yes. things begin to get easier the the um layers of the onion keep getting, you know, and it's never going to end, but the layers come off and the layers come off. And you're here with Miguel. You learned how to run a business. You learned how to run his retreats. You learned so much. Then you went into the travel business. That's what I want to hear. How did you go from running retreats with Don Miguel Ruiz and getting into the travel business? Well, it, it was just an extension of what I was doing because when we were doing Don Miguel's um, retreats, we were running it through another, one of the students had a travel agency. So I was working with her and I, and I understood the structure and the law and why we're doing things the way that we did. And I wanted to teach the four agreements and run my own retreat. So originally I opened Journeys of the Spirit only for myself. But then other retreat leaders started coming to me asking for help. And that was when the travel agency started to expand. But originally I had no um, plans on doing anything for anyone but myself in my own travel agency. So that is why I opened it. It was, it was only to run my retreats through. And how long did you do that before Wonderlust? 
Uh, that travel agency opened in 2003. Mm-hmm. So it was right after Don Miguel had his heart attack. And then uh, One or Less Entrepreneur started in 2014. Nice, nice, nice. So let's talk about Wonderless because I am one of your Wonderless students mm-hmm. and I can vouch for the amazingness of this program. So if you're interested in running retreats, folks, trust me, you really want to study with Sherry because uh, Dr. Sherry knows her stuff and I'll share a little bit more later. So share with us, uh, Sherry, please, about Wonderlust mm-hmm. and how all of that came about. Well, basically, I love teaching the four agreements. I did that over 10 years and I said I, I've written several books, including An Idiot's Guide to Toltec Wisdom. And so um, finally, I, I really, yes, yeah, it's, it's really it's so fun. It's a really fun book. So the, th- the thing is, I, I realized as much as I love the four agreements, I, I did not want to teach someone else's work. I wanted to really go in and figure out what is, what is my thing. And so I, I tried for a few years, tried. It was an interesting thing because I put a lot of things forth I like taking action because it gives me reflection back and then I can decide I don't like this. I do like this. This is not right yet. And then finally, I just woke up one morning and I knew. And uh, after several iterations, I realized, gosh, I love traveling. I'm such a wanderlust entrepreneur and I want to be able to take my love for travel, my understanding and expertise in retreat planning and uh, all of my four agreements background and even my medical background and put it all together into something unique. And that's how I came up with Wanderlust Entrepreneur. So that's really about traveling the world, helping people and making an income from it. And more and more, we're looking for freedom to be able to run our business from anywhere. And that's what I wanted because for 18 years, I had to go to an office every day and I got just a couple of weeks off to travel and I didn't like that. And the thing is being in my 60s, you know, I didn't grow up with computer stuff. So I had to learn how to take a business like a brick and mortar type of thing and create online business out of it. And I think we've done an excellent job of that now because my team is totally virtual and I can work from anywhere now. So it really takes all of my loves and incorporates them because we're always teaching the four agreements, but we're not saying that's what it is. It's behind everything that we do. And, uh, you know, we teach retreat leaders how to create amazing retreats as well as online businesses. So you do, you do. And I want to share with folks what is so important about your program, because I've been in business for uh, decades myself. And uh, when I took your course, I, the one thing that really compelled me to take your course was at that time, and I don't know if you've repeated that actual course, but it, it was the one about doing retreats where you live in mm-hmm. the country that you live because you have an international program yes. that teaches people how to do uh, retreats internationally, but are, are you still doing the, the... Yeah, we do both. Retreats okay. maybe uh, so, in the retreat blueprint. And I, yeah. and I think I was in your very first one, mm-hmm. uh, what, you know, doing the, the, the retreats locally. And why did I do that? Why did I jump in on that? Because you have the legal documents yeah. that are necessary 
in order to protect yourself yeah. and the client who is coming to the retreat. And one of the things that I have learned over the years is there are a lot of retreat leaders, a lot of workshop leaders who don't protect themselves. They think that they can just do a workshop and they can just come in and then stuff happens and it ends up costing them thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars because the written documents aren't there. And I've always been a contract person. I've always been an agreement person. Yes. And the cost of those agreements was worth the price of admission for your yes. course. And that's really the reason I took it because I knew darn well that I really wanted to have those contracts in hand. Yeah. I knew what it would cost me to get those contracts drawn up. And the education that I got was fabulous because after doing as many workshops as I've done, your way of doing running the numbers for retreats and figuring it out, because I'm not a numbers person, so I, so I do everything on Excel. And there were things that you showed me that had my jaw hanging. It's like, oh my God, look at that. Look at that. I was so excited. I was like a little kid in a candy store. It was so Great. And the love that you and your team have for the people that are in your course is extraordinary. You yeah. took care of each one of us. I mean, so that was about four years ago, four or five years ago when I took that course and to, and I had to put it aside for a while. And today you are still rocking it with me because when I have a question, you are still answering me. And I'm like, wow, this is superior customer service. Superior. Yeah. Yeah. I have a great team, but they're all for agreements people. Of course they are. So Megan, I hired her to work in Miguel's office, you know, back in 2001. So I've known Megan, Brant and Leo for over 20 years, right? That's I didn't over realize that. Yes. Now, now it makes so much sense. Yes, exactly. And Melanie, who's Scott, who's one of our coaches too, she also trained under one of the students like us that trained with Don Miguel. So we have a really intense four agreements culture in, in the business. And I think that's what makes our people so amazing. It, you know, they really are amazing. And the support in the Facebook group, the support in, in, like I said, the classroom. Uh, I am now jumping into doing my in internet retreats, and here we are talking about this. I mean, the, 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 there are no mistakes. No, of course there not. Are no mistakes, and I'm so excited that you finally got here because we've been talking about this for a while, having you on the show. I know. And, I'm so excited. And and the timing is just fantastic because, folks, if you're really looking to make a shift. If you're looking for something unique, even if you're, even if you don't want to do a retreat, but you're looking at creating a workshop that uh, may be multiple days, but you don't consider it a retreat. What I can tell you is uh, Dr. Sherry's team, she and her team know what is involved legally in order to get things rocking and rolling and protect you. And I highly, highly recommend the course because I don't see anybody else, by the way, right now who is teaching course development, including those contracts. I have not seen it. And I've been in a lot, a lot of programs recently and not one of them is, and of, of course they've been in-person contracts, uh, but none of them have talked about that. And I believe it's a real missing piece to uh, delivering a in 
in-person workshop. I want to talk to you more about the online workshop. Can, why don't we do that? Can okay. we talk about the online retreats and the legal ramifications that are involved? Because I don't think people get it. Well, you know, when you're doing live in-person retreat and someone is coming on property, there are so many liabilities that happen. Of course, there's the liability of um, that you're sharing information that could have an effect on the person. And when you go on retreat, then there's the physical issue. Should they be injured or get sick or die or you know, in person is a totally different thing than, of course, online, because online is less liability. It's not like someone's going to fall on your property. And, uh, you know, the general liability is not so much there. The professional liability, though, is because whenever you're sharing advice with somebody else that comes under professional liability and you need to make sure you're properly insured, uh, for that. And that goes just in your business. Any helperpreneur of any kind needs to make sure that they have professional liability insurance. And normally any professional liability insurance is also going to have a general liability um, component to it. But of course, when you do in-person retreats, there's another level of liability that you should have uh, retreat insurance on top of it, because there are things that happen on retreats that general and professional liability insurance don't necessarily cover. So it's those little nuances. But I think right now, because we can't really travel, doing virtual retreats allows you to simplify a lot of things because people are basically on Zoom with you. So then you're really looking at more of a professional liability issue than anything else. Brilliant. Well, Dr. Sherry, you have been an amazing guest. How can Thank people you. find you? They can come to wanderlustentrepreneur.com. And we have a really great ebook for them too, that we could share the link um, once the um, podcast is out. Terry and I gave that to you to share with everybody. Absolutely. So, so it'll be underneath the uh, video. Yes, absolutely. So it's going to give them a little breakdown on how to to think about getting into retreats and creating five-figure retreats in their business. And it's going to be really helpful for anyone actually who's already been running retreats and also for our newbies. So that'll be a great well, gift. Again, thank you so very much. Your story from beginning to end of jumping from the medical to workshop and retreat, uh, deliverer <laughs> for 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 another person and then creating your own business yeah you know it it's it's almost like three different parts of your life that have come together in a very powerful way where you are serving humanity the way you are meant to be serving humanity i agree with you 100 percent, terry and i wish that for everyone and for them to be brave it's definitely scary to make a change but i think right now this whole situation is such a great mirror for all of us to be able to look in that mirror and say, am I where I need to be in my life right now? Or should I use this time to be honest with myself and make those changes so that, you know, you're not in a situation like my elderly patients, right? That they say, gosh, I should have done something different with my life. You don't want to come to be on your deathbed and say, gosh, I, I spent my whole life doing things that I was not happy doing. 
And what a great way to, great place to end our show today. Mm-hmm. And folks, to get more of Sherry Rosenthal, go to wonderlustentrepreneur.com. I encourage you, if you're interested in doing this, to take one of her courses. They are absolutely fantastic. Thanks, Terry. you, my Awaken the Possibilities audience, as always, I'm thrilled that you're here. I hope you've learned at least one, two, possibly three new things to help you on your inward journey towards success. So I look forward to seeing you again next time and have your best week ever. Take care. Bye everyone. Thanks, Terry.